If you want something done right, you do it yourself. On this episode of The Pour Over, Dylan and Joe discuss The Mother of Exiles, next episode of Westworld Season 3. This episode was so crazy, I'm starting to wonder if I'm Dolores too. Who knows? Let's pour it all over. What's up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dill. And Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, Coffee. This week, we're continuing our series on Westworld Season 3 with the fourth episode, The Mother of Exiles. Dude, this one really caught me off guard. Mm -hmm. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm I'm excited to talk about this episode. Yeah, this episode was crazy. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I think they paid off way earlier than they usually do in Westworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think about this time, season one, season two, we're still like, "What the heck is going on?" <laughs> that's when we get, went. That's when we went to Shogun World, and we're like, "Nah, yeah. nah, nah, nah." <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. On, on the coffee front, how's it going? What, what's uh, any updates for you out there? Um, no, other than I can I can say that the the double um, Melita filter combo okay. for the Chemex is working. Nice. No, no I, more spills. No spills. Um, good flavor. Good extraction. Um, it stays in there a good amount of time. Nice. Uh, enough to where, like, I'm like, oh, I think I could probably replace this. Use it. Use it as a replacement for the Chemex mm. filters if I was in a pinch. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and the Brazil is still good. It's it's very sweet. Like the more I drink it, Ooh. the more, the more I get that uh, caramelly flavor. Yeah, like I know yeah. that's not on the flavor notes but it's just hey man it's very sweet yeah cool mm-hmm. yeah what about you man how how have your um your bean box been going and and other yeah, stuff yeah man i got just like this episode of westworld's popping like my coffee's <laughs> popping too like your this past week popping. i probably okay. uh went a little overboard maybe some would say mm. but um like Do i said tell. last week i um I signed up for a Beanbox. I think they call it the Starter Pack, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good deal. It's like five bucks, and they'll send you basically two little bags. Each bag is about fifty grams of coffee. Okay, and just so you can try it, try it out, it's like a sampler thing. One of them, at least for me, I, I don't know how they usually send it out. One of mine was a single origin, and one of them was a blend. Okay, and so you know, with, with that, you could get two to three cups, depending how much you brew, bag, yeah. um, per bag. So for five bucks, not bad. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a sample, just to see what it's like. So I, I, I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Um, I am not necessarily signed up for a subscription right now because related to to the second point and what's changed. Okay, for me is I actually recently signed up for a Oak Cliff subscription. I'm pretty surprised what? that I've never done that before, <laughs> um, given how much of their bags yeah. I, I drink and kind of buy all the time anyways. You're on but the what, subscription wait. game, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, what What? really convinced me, not necessarily the, the subscription itself, mm-hmm. is that, you know, they post on Instagram that like, hey, if you sign up for a subscription by midnight tonight, we're mm-hmm. going to throw in a bag of our aficionar beans. Ooh. So, you know, you get okay. your normal whatever, like the shipment of the subscription, but then you get their aficionar, which we, we've talked about before, which is basically their mm-hmm. like specialty Premium. limited limited run yeah. kind of bean it's like 
the way they de- the way they describe it is like they I guess they go to like a coffee auction or something, and it's like this is like a winner, kind of like a competition kind of thing. Oh, like, so this being a special is yeah, limited. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all that, and they go back so, and roast it. Yeah, Oak Cliff style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's one, you know, if the listeners that have listened to all of these coffee talks, um, the one before that we brewed, I think we brewed it on. Um, Oh man, I'm was it siphon? It's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We brewed yeah, it on yeah. my siphon, and it had like those hits of lime. You know, it just tastes Hitting like you like squeeze. Yeah, yeah. So it was really good. Um, this one, the flavor notes that they wrote on the bag are green apple, pecan, and simple syrup. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I only mm. only brewed it like once, but it's it's pretty good. I think like the. I don't know the experience of eating a green apple. You know, it's like it has that. Um, that crispness, I, that like uh-huh. bright, yeah, yeah, that bite. Like I think you get that experience too Ooh. from the coffee. So I think it's there. It's there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice. So it's, it's good. Yeah. So I've been, I got all this kind of stuff. Too wow. too many beans. If that's the thing, I don't know. If that's no, the no, thing, no, man. Send some my way. Come through. Yeah, dude. Yo, I did. I did. I got some on the way, bro. Okay. So you, can, you, you, you try it out, and then you can let right. people know what you think. Thank you. Thank you. Pour yeah, over bros yeah. right here. You know. Man, have you uh, tried the bean box ones yet? So, yeah, I, I tried the, the single origin one. I haven't opened the Okay. The, I don't remember if blend. you talked about that. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I don't, I, I didn't, like, really take notes on Not whatever the bag said. Yeah, so, it like, it was good. I remember it was fine. I think I was, it got overtaken by the Oak Cliff. <laughs> Um, cause I, I got them pretty close in the mail to each other Yeah, and I was like, okay, bean box here, pretty cool. And then like Oak Cliff came mm. and I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> sorry. But, That's like when you, um, when you have like, um, when Christmas comes around and then you get like a gift from your parents and then like your uncle comes and he's like, Hey, let's go to the toy. Let's go to the toy store. You can buy whatever you want. And you're yeah. like, Oh, then you just like put down the, the other toy that you had. And you're like, uh-uh, my attention's on this one now. Yep, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be drinking this for a good good amount of time. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm currently still signed up for the Oak Cliff subscription. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what else they send my way. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. What, what have your coffee thoughts been? My coffee thoughts have been in relation to last week's episode, The Absence of Field which uh, talks about like when something's not there, something's still there, like making that space. Mm. And I was just thinking that the absence of something leads to innervation, especially Mm. during like this time and in the coronavirus times, like I think it's making people more creative and trying to, you know, and helps people kind of come up with new solutions to problems. Um, Case in point with my, my Chemex, I've come up a solu- mm. with a solution for not having those filters. Uh, but I was just thinking about that, you know. Um, yeah, so ingenuity. Yeah, dude, that's a good point. I mean, once once you have no other options, you got to figure it out still. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I definitely see that, especially during these corona times. You just got to figure out how to do most of the things you used to do, but maybe in a new way. Mm-hmm. You got to do yep. without toilet paper. Oh, ooh, ooh. I, I mm. don't know if I want to hit that innovation point. <laughs> to be like, what's next? 
uh, reusable uh, towels. Mm, no. It's like like cloth diapers for babies. I'm like, yeah. hey, I respect the intention, but like Save the, the reality of it, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, what about you, man? What have your coffee thoughts been? Yeah, just uh, related, I think, to all this new coffee, all that kind of stuff. I just realized, like, I appreciate being able to get, I don't know, just, like, joy from little things that, in the grand scheme of things, don't, I mean, it doesn't super matter, like, getting mm-hmm. a special coffee bean or whatever. Um, but these little things that kind of just, like, brighten your day. Like, even today, I went out for a walk because mm. um, the weather's really nice today, at least in, in Dallas. Uh-huh. So. I uh, went outside, took took a walk, got the sun, like, you know, on my face, not just through a window. And those those, <laughs> those little things, I think, are, are I appreciate those. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, where, I mean, I think when you're thinking about life or whatever, it's like you're thinking about these big things. Mm-hmm. But these little things make, make a big difference, too. Yeah, it's the so little just, things. Yeah. yeah, so just being able to appreciate something. Mm-hmm. So, Very cool. Yeah. It sounds like we're both pretty optimistic this time. About yeah, her stuff, everything going yeah. on. You you gotta, you know. I can't, mm-hmm. you can't. It's all about the mindset. Mm. You know what? Uh, you know what else is all about the mindset? Mm, what's that? Westworld. Hey, hey. Dolores, shout out. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah, let's jump into our discussion here. Um, this episode, man, was all about Dolores, and mm. I like like I kind of mentioned with Dylan with the Dolores shout out. She does this thing with one of the guys at the Eyes Wide Shut party where she's like, "You got to think about it." So mm-hmm. um, this is definitely a very interesting episode. And I was talking to Dylan before the show. It was like we kind of wish we were able to watch it a second time because of how many layers that were kind of going on with some new information revealed at the end, big reveal at the end of the episode. But anyhow, we'll get into that. Uh, But just to kind of give us a brief synopsis of episode four, uh, in this episode, we, we see the man in black. He's back, and he's just as senile as he was toward the end of season two. Um, He's like in his house. He's clearly kind of exiled himself. And he appears to see hallucinations of his daughter, Emily, who he killed in the park, mistaking her for her host. Uh, So he's kind of wandering around his his disheveled house, seeing different visions, uh, nightmares, until Charlotte comes. And she's really there to try and convince him to join her at an emergency board meeting to privatize Delos. Because as we learned last episode, um, someone is trying to buy out Delos, that person being Sorak. So... um, she is trying to privatize Delos as quickly as she can so that he cannot buy it up. Uh, so in the meantime, we also find Maeve, who we catch up with, and she's in um, real, the real world, I think in Singapore, and she is still on her journey, journey to find Dolores uh, per the request of Sorak. And she finds herself looking for someone called the Mortician, uh, who apparently helped Dolores smuggle host bodies um, into the real world. And so um, Maeve is in this kind of Yakuza hideout area. I think it's also like this distillery or something. And she runs into the mortician and forces the mortician to show her where um, Kato is or whoever the, the leader is. And it turns out that Kato is Musashi from season two, mm. uh, the leader of um, the Shogun world um, people. So he, she bumps into Musashi, he comes out, and 
he is uh, not a good guy. So they kind of start battling it out. They start, you know, fighting each other. We also cut to Stubbs and Bernard, and they are somewhere in or near L.A., continuing their mission to stop Dolores, whatever that means, and also find um, Liam, uh, I forgot his last name, Dempsey, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're trying to find Liam uh, because they think he's a host and they want to just keep her away from him. Um, they make their way to this kind of kinky masquerade thing. I think it's called the eyes wide shut ball or something. And to find Liam and they find that Liam has not yet turned into a host. And what we learn later is actually that Liam's bodyguard, Martin, I think it's his name is the host. And in fact, not only that Martin is actually Dolores and mm. Dolores is in all of those other hosts' bodies. So we learn oh, that Dolores is actually Charlotte and also Musashi. So um, Bernard and Stubbs lose Liam to Martin, who just kind of takes down everyone around them and then forces, um, kind of forces their hand to let Liam go. Liam um, then runs but bumps into um, Dolores. And so they intercept Liam for their own purposes. And so with um, with Musashi, he actually um, defeats uh, uh, Maeve and leaves her kind of like bleeding out in the distillery. And then Charlotte uh, traps William into um, appearing insane, which then causes him to fall, to go into a mental asylum where um, kind of towards the end of the episode, we see him hallucinating in the, in the cell or whatever, wearing all white. And this time when he's hallucinating, he's seeing Dolores uh, from Sweetwater. So um, that's pretty much what happened in this episode. A, a lot of a, a big reveal and a lot of really interesting things coming up, um, causing a lot of speculation in my mind, and um, also a nice payoff, especially this early in the game for Westworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what did you think about this episode, Dill? Hey man, I I like this episode a lot. Like I think it, mm-hmm. it had a lot of action, also. Uh, obviously the Dolores mic drop and mm-hmm. also bringing back William slash man in black. Yeah. So there, there's actually a lot that was happening in this, but every, you know, in typical Westworld fashion, I think it was all balanced and done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed this and I think it was one of the, well, for the season, the most, most significant, episode yeah. i think and maybe in like in the series one of the more mm. significant like single episodes mm-hmm. just with the dolores reveal yeah um and just like it it, it kind of takes the whole storyline in a in another direction mm-hmm. like it just kind of well it's like revealed to us what direction they're going but now yeah. we're like oh it's one of those rare times that westworld is like telling us information yes like telling us what's happening versus us just being really confused Right, um, which I would say episode three was more like that with mm-hmm. with the Charlotte Hale kind of like struggle, which now we know was Dolores, I guess, struggling. But mm-hmm. that was just like confusion. Right. Where now we're like, oh, we actually learned something. We actually get it. Right. It kind of yeah. makes sense now. Mm-hmm. And I think this episode is going to be kind of like the beginning of a new direction in this season, mm-hmm. especially now that all the cars are out. Like we know yep. like what's going on. 
it kind of reminds me of when um, in season one when Teresa got killed by uh, Bernard. Mm. And we're like, oh, okay. Like, this guy's not, he's a host. Like, he's being controlled by Ford. Yes. So, like, I kind of get that vibe with this episode. Um, and I would also agree with you that the, the fight scenes were really good. Like, finally, mm. we got some nice action going on in yep. this series. Um, the better of the two fights for me being Stubbs and Dolores. Mm. Yep. R.I.P. Maybe. I don't oh, know. hopefully not. <laughs> I wrote down like, is Stubbs still alive? Like, <laughs> first of all, he he uh, and Bernard. Uh, it was probably him carrying Bernard swimming across yes. the, the river or whatever five Apparently. miles. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> with a broken arm. Yes. You know, and then and then getting his uh, butt kicked by Dolores. Yeah, yeah. It would be, you know, we we did bring it up whenever Stubbs came back in the season. Yeah, you know, he's probably going to go down at some point. Yeah. Um, but my my hope and thought was like I think this is a little too early for that. Mm, but yeah. you know, he I I enjoyed that fight scene, you know. They they both got some good hits in, but it's mostly Dolores just taking yeah. it out on him. You were like, uh, did she get like a new fighting chip or something? Like yeah. a new enhancement? <laughs> like update. Yeah, because she was killing it, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's a security. Like that's his job, yeah, right? His job is to protect the hosts. Yeah. And while he only he got a couple of hits on her, but nah, like it was pretty obvious the whole time he, he mm-hmm. wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna win. Yeah. Yeah, and shout outs to the weekend with the Wicked Games uh, yeah. cover. Man, that was really good with the with everything going on and kind of building up and like revealing itself. Mm-hmm. Like the the song was definitely you know, I mean, they were at the masquerade ball, so it was like you know, kind of like sensual and stuff, but also mm-hmm. like you know, mysterious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe we can start with William then. I mean, that's kind mm-hmm. of how the episode begins, and like, sure. I just again appreciate their storytelling. I feel like I really just his. I want to say psychotic break, but you know, just mm-hmm. like his struggle, like he, mm-hmm. he's dealing with his whole life like i don't even know where to pinpoint yeah. history like everything you know feel kind of bad maybe not to some extent yeah no i think we've been in this spot before where we're like should we feel bad for this guy yeah. or should we hate him because he's like evil um yeah he's been on this psychotic break ever since he decided to sell out westworld uh for all mm-hmm. that data and then we started to see like dark william right and then he kind of mm-hmm. became the man in black so, yeah, man, his whole storyline from season two and on has been just this deranged person. Yeah. And I'm a little tired of that, to be honest. Really? Like, Yeah, like, I, I'm kind of done with the whole, is he a host or human plot point? Mm. Like, I'm ready for, for us to just know and then establish, like, okay, is he going to be fighting with Maeve? Or is he going to be, like, fighting with Dolores? Or, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you want them to do like they did Dolores in this episode? Just let us know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah you just, might be just, asking too much. Uh, I might be. Yeah, though he wasn't all white. Though that was interesting at the very oh, end. Oh yeah, yeah. You did bring that up. Yeah, at the end when he's in in the asylum or whatever, he's wearing all white versus mm-hmm. he's the man in black. So you know, some change maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you think about him this episode? What were you? What were your feelings regarding his character? 
Yeah, I I was glad to see him back. I mean, we haven't seen him this season yet, so I think it's good. And I I, I thought the scenes, like the flashbacks, or not flashbacks, but like the hallucinations with yeah. Emily, and then like him in like the in the bathroom where his wife committed suicide. All those scenes, I think, were done really well. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really jarring, like they're yeah. supposed to be. And so I appreciate that. I I I felt and experienced like his his craziness and his struggle mm-hmm. you know he's like he got pistol he's like shooting his uh, shooting up his own house all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and then like how when charlotte shows up it kind of is like he puts she like puts her hand on him or something and he mm-hmm. like breaks out of it and i feel we also that the same you know we just experience yeah. the same thing because it's, it's all building up he's getting all crazy and all of a sudden it's like oh shoot like charlotte's here um, that's really yeah. interesting i wonder if anyone else could do that like i wonder mm. if it was anyone else could they break him out of his craziness? Because there's that one line that Charlotte says, or do, do Charlotte, I don't know what you want to call her. Uh, she says, I know you down to your bones. Like, is there mm. something that Dolores has that like unlocks William? You know, like, mm-hmm. cause as much as William like is the owner and like stockholder for Westworld or whatever, Dolores has a lot of data on him. So yeah. like, I wonder if she, is like able to kind of not control him, so to speak, but like kind of, uh, I don't know, calm him down, like get him to focus, mm. like get him to do things. Yeah. As much as he probably wouldn't want to admit that, I think that's true. Just given the long history of their relationship and mm-hmm. all that. And like, even when, when the reveal about Dolores starts to happen, like, once he realizes that, he he kind of, like, a switch goes off on him, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, no, like, no way. And then he he is triggered on, like, another level. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Speaking of uh, William and Dolores, what did you think that um, pinprick thing was all about in the end? Where he she either kind of took his blood or she pricked his neck and implanted something in there. Um, you remember that? Not not really. Wait, okay, hold up. Okay, so at the very end where he's, like, um, struggling to get out of the um, security people, she kind of puts his, mm. her hand on his neck, and then he, um, she pricks his neck, and you see, like, a little bit of blood come out. Oh, I, yeah. I have no idea. I don't think I caught that, you didn't notice to that? be honest. It was, like, it was, like, really quick. Mm. Um, so I was, like, wondering if that was in reference to the drugs they were talking about at the eyes wide shut party, mm-hmm. the genre or whatever. Yeah. Genre causing hallucinations and stuff. Hmm. Or if that was like Dolores or Charlotte trying to get his, his DNA or something. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Cause it seems, and also this is just like, like one, it's, it's a very, cause man in black is a very important character in this, in the show, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But like, He's almost like a plot point to show how sinister Dolores is even more because mm-hmm. she like she obviously needs his shares to vote to take Delos private like that's that's the goal right. that's the point but that's like she she doesn't just accomplish that but she's basically like getting revenge on this guy yeah and, like torture her all in the park oh, and all that shoot. like yeah I'm like dang I I'm just like more and more afraid of Dolores as Dude. the season goes on. Yeah, I agree with you. And that reminds me of Ciroc, too. 
Like, mm. they're both torturous people. Like, yeah. Dolores doesn't just um, just kill William, because I think before she mentioned something about, like, wanting him to suffer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Sirach. He he doesn't just kill that guy um, in um, Singapore. He first tortures him by showing yep. him that this the, um, his family getting abused or whatever in, in those yeah. classes, and then he kills him. So this is jumping a little bit ahead because I want to talk about this too, but like who's the real villain here, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I think this episode definitely showed that Sorak is like pretty evil. Yeah. So I, I definitely had that, that feeling and that thought at the end of the, at the end of the episode as well. I'm just like, both these people, they, they're kind of driven by this idea that humans are bad for mm-hmm. themselves and for the world. So Sorak wants to go about it by building a better world and basically like weeding out all the bad humans and kind of mm-hmm. just like determining everyone's lives for them kind of through Reboma, I feel like. Yeah. Just creating that algorithm. But then Dolores, she wants to take the human world for for the host, like for herself. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like, they're starting with the same idea that like, I mean, humans are, are evil, humans are bad. Yeah. They're trying to f- solve that issue in their own in way. In different ways. Yeah. And both... Yeah. I would just say both being bad too. Yeah. Right. It's like in this episode, in this series, you got to choose the lesser of two evils to root for. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, do we want to keep going with Dolores or you want to jump somewhere else? Hmm. Maybe we, we, you know, talk about the other pieces too. Okay. Yeah. We'll circle back around. Dolores is like the big conclusion. Oh, she's in every scene anyway, right? Dolores is everything. (laughs) <laughs> mm. Oh, that's like that's like meta because she's everywhere. She's a multiple host. Uh huh. But yeah, uh, maybe we, we get in on on Maeve a little bit then. Okay, um, cool. But she's still pretty significant in this as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's employed by Sorak now, kind of going and do, doing her thing. And even through just through their conversation too, we we realized and learned that I guess Paris was like nuked or something. Right. I was gonna say that. Yeah, so like more and more we're realizing about this quote unquote real world that like it's not the world that we know today. Mm-hmm. Like lots of things are different. Right. Yeah, there was an animal dying in that field that Sorak was in. Mm. Um, and then these guys in like hazmat suits were coming out, I think maybe to like burn the field or something mm. or do something. And yeah, you could see the, the kind of mushroom cloud coming out of uh, Paris in the background. Um, so yeah, I mean, Sorak is coming from a traumatic backstory, you know, yeah. like he's, he's a guy who's seen some things for sure. And probably seen his family, um, yeah, pass away or something. You know, he mm-hmm. talked about his brother, I think, yeah. and we didn't see him in those flashbacks. So assuming that his brother died. So Sorak has seen some things just like Dolores has, uh, both characters of trauma. Yeah. But um, anyways, going to Maeve, um, what did you think about her um, kind of journey this episode? Yeah, man, I feel like it was a, a flashback to Shogun World, <laughs> but in the real world. Yeah. And, and I, I was okay with it. You were, I okay, was I was like, going to ask you, were you a fan of that? Or, okay. Like, it, it wasn't too over the top, um, except like... Still, whenever Maeve uses her her powers oh, or whatever okay. those are called, those are little cheesy, little like all right, mm-hmm. you know, like it's fine, I guess. But yeah, I, I, it it'd be better just without that. 
aspect right. of her. But maybe they're trying to like distinguish her from Dolores or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think they have different powers. I thought you were about to say it's cheesy when um, Maeve uses her Japanese. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> And true. her uh, Cantonese, right? Didn't she speak yeah. Cantonese? <laughs> Did uh, you yeah, understand she, she, that? I I don't know if I could. I don't remember. <laughs> she she like has her little phrases in all the different languages mm-hmm. um, that she uses. But yeah, so it, it is fine. Yeah, like the Yakuza stuff aside, but Maeve just kind of like dives in into the criminal underworld. Mm-hmm. She kind of goes in is is able to infiltrate it maybe a little too easily, but also it's like it's not that important. Like. It's probably better this way. Otherwise, it'd be a whole another Shogun world where they just like dedicate episodes to Maeve and the Yakuza or something. Yeah, which I I would rather that not happen. Um, well, that's yet to be seen. I don't know what's happening next true. episode. Maybe then it's all about Yakuza and and all that stuff. That's true. At least like my hope it would be like thinly veiled, still like related to Dolores, since Dolores mm-hmm. is a leader in the Yakuza. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I, I thought the fight scene were pretty cool. The sword, sword yeah. fights, you know, like making use of her training. I'm sure for Shogun World <laughs> um, and all of that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I didn't expect Maeve to lose. I think same, same. Like, it, I don't know if it's better that way, but I was like, oh shoot! Like again with the Dolores like fighting upgrade 2.0. Mm-hmm. Like she just yeah, she she killed Maeve. I think yeah. that's, that's not what we expect from her character to lose. Right. It was kind of anticlimactic, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, she got this far into uh, exploring, you know, this seedy underground world. Turns out it's Dolores, and Dolores just, like, owns her. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't think this is the last we'll see of Maeve. And, oh, yeah. um Especially because when she fell, she fell into that pool of that white liquid, mm-hmm. which is like the same stuff they use to make the hosts. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's like directly saying that she's going to like be able to recover or that she's going to be rebuilt somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at the end, because um, the Musashi Dolores, I think, was trying to take her, her control unit out. Oh, and then, but then yeah. like his his men were basically like, oh, there are people outside. They're coming in. We got to go. And so they, yeah. they all retreat. And those people presumably are Ciroc's men coming to mm-hmm. basically retrieve Maeve. That makes sense. The only, only, only thing that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I think Ciroc will revive Maeve again and she'll probably mm-hmm. be pissed that she lost. <laughs> um, just like then, last time. Yeah, pretty much. And so she'll just re... I don't know, re-up. Maybe that maybe that's why they did it that way, because Maeve Maeve can come back because Rock is looking out for her. But mm-hmm. like if Maeve killed Musashi, like it's probably unlikely that he'd come back. Yeah. At least at this point in time. So I'm like, okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um And why did he why did he want to steal Maeve's control unit? Like I wonder if that's like Dolores' means of recreating hosts is like only through these pre-built units, you know, as mm. opposed to, like she maybe doesn't have the technology to be able to create a host from scratch. Oh, probably not. Yeah. I mean, she had the machine to make the body. I, I don't know what mm-hmm. they call those, but, um, I don't, cause they like making the, the pearls or the mm-hmm. host control units. Like yeah. I remember that that was in like that lab in, in the mountain or whatever. Oh, yeah, like Bernard right. was in there, you know, they're like, yeah. um, which, that seems less available 
mm-hmm. which might be why Dolores left the park with those pearls because she mm. needed she couldn't make that. Um, mm-hmm. So that that makes sense. Yeah, my my read on it was partially she just wanted to get Maeve out of the picture. Mm-hmm. So like you know she has her control unit. I mean that's it, right? Right, right. Um, I don't know if there's uh if, if the option is there to like delete Maeve and then mm-hmm. like just and make another copy of Dolores. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I assume that we, we won't find out about that one. Right. And even, even if you could do that, you would run into one of those melding of the two person personalities yeah. things, I think, which is what we kind of see a little bit with, um, you know, like the Charlotte and Dolores thing, even though Charlotte was not re- really ever a host. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'd be more like know. maybe like a Dolores and Wyatt kind of situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, true. Maybe like one kind of takes over or whatever. Um, true. But yeah, I don't know if they're going to try to re-go into all of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Well, let's jump to uh, Stubbs and Bernard now. Mm, um, dynamic duo. The dynamic duo. Um, we talked a little bit about Stubbs. Um, you know, I think they they really they're really a pair this episode. I don't know yep. if you can really tease them apart. Um, I thought there, I thought we see more from Bernard this episode. I really yeah. thought we would get more from him. I mean, he he says some things. He kind of talks about the plot, like what they're gonna do, but he just they get to the the party and then they get apprehended <laughs> by Martin, and it's like, you know, it's just like hands up, like it's, it's over. That's it. Yeah, I thought it was funny when he, he was like trying to press a little button on Liam. Oh, he's just like it's not working. Yeah, like what the? That's uh, funny. Yeah, uh, I I like their relief. their little interaction or exchange at like the motel or whatever they're staying at, like before mm-hmm. they go to the to the party. Yeah, um, where where Bernard like brings beer back. Yeah, he, he like has has a suit for him and stuff. I'm like okay, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I I like their little dynamic, their little back and forth banter stuff. Yeah, I like the comedic relief too. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm still here just wondering, like, the bigger question, like, why, why did Dolores bring Bernard back? Like, mm-hmm. she obviously seems to have a purpose for him, and right. maybe Liam as well. Like, she didn't make Liam a host, and so she's mm-hmm. keeping him alive for some reason. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, like, why? Basically, trying to understand Dolores's master plan. Right. Um, like, I'm sure Liam, like, Rehoboam, like, that's all in there. But I'm like, Bernard, though, I'm still wondering. Mm. Yeah, I'm wondering, um, also kind of in relation to that, um, you know, we're seeing all these characters together, and yet there's some other characters that have not quite crossed over into those. Mm. And once again, coming into realities or timelines, like, I think it's pretty clear that the Man in Black, Charlotte, are in the same timeline with Dolores or in the same reality um, because we see Charlotte interacting with Dolores and then we see Charlotte with the man in black, but then we don't really get to see Stubbs and Bernard with them hmm. nor Maeve. Maeve is kind of like in her own little thing, yeah, right? With Ciroc. So it's playing with my mind a little bit on are these three different realities? Are these two realities? Is one of these kind of going back to what we talked about last week, or a simulation within mm. Rehoboam? You know, um, I think I'm just going off of what you're saying. Is like we don't really quite know what Dolores's plan is, and also if her plan is related to the the idea that there are these separate realities going on. Mm. 
Yeah, I think the Bernard and Stubbs is is related. I mean, one because they they're all at the party together, um, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, and Stubbs and, and Dolores fight, and then like Bernard was with Liam, and then Dolores was with Liam. So mm-hmm. I feel like all there, and now I, I assume in the next episode, I mean, Dolores will have Bernard like in custody or whatever, mm-hmm. like as a prisoner. Um, yeah, then we'll we'll see actual direct interaction, hopefully, which give us a little bit more info. Yeah, but um, yeah, say, like things are things are happening, but we we don't get the full picture yet. Although we have maybe some of the biggest information with with Dolores's reveal that she mm-hmm. is copying herself. Yes, yeah. So that's that's the really the biggest reveal, the big reveal, and the most the craziest thing about this episode. Um, did you see that coming? Uh, no, obviously not, man. We <laughs> talked about it last week because you you brought it up, and I was like, nah, nah. <laughs> and then as as I was watching, I was like, Joe was right. He got it. So, oh man, yeah. So I was surprised, and I, I thought like the the payoff, the reveal. I thought that that was great. It's basically mm-hmm. like all of them happening simultaneously, mm-hmm. at least in how it was presented to us. Right. Um, everyone that was with a Dolores copy re- was realizing it at the same time. Right. And I'm just like, oh shoot, like that. That that was good. You know. Yeah. I think HBO they they got me at that yeah. point. Um, yeah to be fair i did not think everyone was gonna be dolores like i thought martin was still gonna be martin just like a host version of him and you know musashi just straight up came out of nowhere yeah so um yeah it's it's uh it's really interesting you know like we said like at the top of the show like if you want to get a job done like do it yourself and like Mm -hmm. dolores is this is this is where we start to see like dolores's flaws because as much as she wants to create a world for the host, she really just wants to create a world for herself. Yeah. Like, she's not really thinking about everyone else. Um, whereas, like, maybe Maeve and her idealistic, you know, end game is that everyone gets to be free in, like, Utopia. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Shimmer or wherever that was, that the Sublime, right? Like, we all yeah. want to just be there together. But this is where we see Dolores' kind of flaw slash um villainousness is that she just wants it for herself mm-hmm. yeah she's definitely like the dictator you know exemplified by this she's not even trusting to hire other people you know mm-hmm. yeah um, it's just go. her so she's just like yeah I, I can do this and then once she has it all figured out and once and she's basically defeated the humans then maybe she'll make space for the other hosts mm-hmm. but that's like like a second afterthought almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on these derivation, these different versions of Dolores? Do you think they're all going to turn out the way she's expecting them to, or do you think they're going to kind of deviate too? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Cause yeah, that was mine when, when I, once, once, once the reveal, it like wore off, I was like, Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> then I started thinking about it. Um, I was like, how does this work? You know, at first I was like, is yeah. it like a, a hive mind situation? Um, right. I, I, I don't think so. Cause it seemed like with episode three with Charlotte, all that stuff, like she was independent. She's yeah. struggling and doing her own thing. And like, she she felt disconnected from Dolores, like the mm-hmm. original, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so, 
Yeah, like I don't think they have some type of connection just because they are the same um, person technically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an interesting question. Yeah, well, will one of the Doloreses betray Dolores? Yeah. Um, right. Hmm. If it's I, a I true like copy, idea. like I don't, I don't think it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, because the MO is the same. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, assuming she copied them, like not like either at the park or immediately after. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would make for a very interesting. I think another twist mm-hmm. if like Dolores is like versus Dolores, but then it's just like the whole show is just Dolores. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how it's gonna roll out, but I think it would be really interesting if, um, if like one of the Dolores's betray, um, especially you know this the episode is called the Mother of Exiles, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like positioning Dolores as the mother like mm-hmm. of these various exiled hosts, and yep. um, you know if there's anything we know about motherhood or children, is that as much as we expect our children or if I'm speaking as a child, mm. as much as my parents expect me to be like them, I'm not like, mm-hmm. I'm still different. So like, and, and I think we get kind of allusions to this in the um, opening scene, opening um, credits and stuff with like the, the childbirth and all that. Mm. So I'm wondering how that'll play into this idea that we're kind of bouncing around about. Yeah. Cause obviously it's not, it's not working out as seamless, probably as Dolores thought it was going to, just based on Charlotte in episode three again. Mm-hmm. It's like that she was struggling and like having a hard time, you know? Yeah. Um. So it's not just a quick, like, you are all just Dolores and it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um. Although Charlotte seems to have no problem in this episode. So I don't even know if yeah, that'll come right. up again. Yeah. Like, um, and the other hosts, like it's just we, we don't get to see what their experience is like. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's just like isolated incident or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's not as simple as now you are all Dolores and we're all just gonna take over, right? I think. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, anything else from this episode that uh, you want to bring out? Hmm. I think it's just it's just like a, a passing thought, um, just because like Sirac, his his main thing that he has is Rehoboam, right? Which mm-hmm. like it's it, it has algorithms and like has studied humans and just kind of tries to predict what everyone's going to do, right? Um, but then he admits that what Delos has is better than Ooh, Rehoboam. I think. Oh yeah, I wrote that down. And, yeah, in his conversation with Maeve, he's like. I was trying to create whatever he says, and then like then I found out someone else did it better mm-hmm. or whatever, and yeah, and so because Dolores she got access to all that data and that information, right? And she was reading the books and stuff, and I mean I don't, I, I doubt she read everything. I, I mean I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm like Dolores in some ways is a Rehoboam herself, oh. you know? Shoot, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so it's like these two, obviously, like are two villains, if you want to call them that, mm-hmm. but two main characters out here. Um, they both have this wealth of data. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like wondering what they're going to do with it. And like, 
was Dolores's plan? Like, will she keep Rehoboam? Like, if she actually wins and defeats Sirach, mm-hmm. like, will she keep Rehoboam around? Will she just destroy it? Because she has the data already. Or, like, I mean, she only has data on some of the humans, but she she continually, I think, makes the assumption that basically all humans are the same. Yeah. Um, and the world is sort of reaffirming that for her. Mm-hmm. And she kind of comments, even like at the at the ball, she's just like, you know, I thought your world would be so different, but yeah. it isn't. Right, right, like, right. You know, I, I like those little like things that. sprinkled yeah. in there, you know, like just um, analyzing humans and in the real world. But yeah, so I'm just wondering, yeah, what 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 is the end game again, I think? Mm-hmm. And just recognizing, yeah, these are two main characters here having so much data on just like people. Right. Yeah, and maybe it is going to be, like, on a more abstract level, like Rehoboam versus Dolores, you know? Mm. Um, And then there's Mm. theories about how Serac isn't, like, even a real person. Like, he's not even human. I don't know if you've been saying Uh, that, but he's just a projection. Like, he's Rehoboam. He he is Rehoboam. He is Rehoboam, yeah. So I can see that. That that would make sense, potentially, to me, too. Like, Mm -hmm. or he was a person at some point, but then Mm -hmm. as... A lot it's of like these, Ford. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. Yeah, like as as these kind of like AI kind of stories go, the AI just realizes humans are their own worst enemy, so they'll mm-hmm. just like kill them. You know, kind of right. kind of basically what's happening with Dolores. Yeah, but um, like Rehoboam killed Sirach way back in the day or something. Uh-huh. Um, kind of, is... I, I could see that being a being a thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. Definitely. Well, we'll have to uh, really, well, we're going to figure it out in a couple of days here. We'll watch the next episode. Uh, but yeah, what will happen? I think the the, the teaser kind of shows Rehoboam. So I think we'll definitely learn a lot more about that. And yeah, now Bernard and Stubbs, if Stubbs is there, are kind of in Dolores' control. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about the next episode with you, Dill. And I'll let you take it to our next section. Yep, yep, definitely. So we're going to end the episode like we do every single week. by just asking each other what's making us happy. So, yeah, what's making you happy this week, Joe? Yeah, so I started, I didn't start, started today for the first time. I've decorated some cupcakes. Hey, okay. Yeah, that was a new thing for me. Uh, That's pretty fun. Like, uh, there's so many different techniques for decorating Mm. a cake, and you have the icing thing and um you have uh like various nozzles that go with it that make different shapes Mm. so it's it's pretty cool um and it's kind of a mindful task too um so just kind of doing that with um hillary's family today nice and um yeah it's like pretty fun i think that's what's been making me Uh, happy did did you bake the cupcakes as well uh her mom did okay yeah nice nice. was not part of that but yeah it was real real homemade everything yeah. sure sure oh very cool what, what, what was some of your designs or like you know tell me your inspiration yes yeah. so i went for yeah i went for a more abstract kind of thing okay. you know I, I did a wave with uh with some like dots on it mm. dots around the cupcake um my first one was really bad but <laughs> it also meant that i could just eat it so i yes i had a cupcake I was not super successful at making the flowers, though. Mm, oh, flowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're getting complicated. Oh, yeah. It's, like, really complicated. Like, you can you can um, make roses, um, mm. make uh, carnations. You can make tulips. You can make uh, 
yeah, various types of uh, foliage. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all about to start start the family business over here. <laughs> Cupcake selling. Yeah, cake designs box. by Joe. Yeah, cake <laughs> box. <laughs> uh, yeah. What about you, man? What's making you happy this week? Yes. Um, I don't know if I should be spending so much time on this, but I recently started playing Zelda Breath Ooh, of the Wild. Me too. Oh, you you did too. Yeah. Shoot. Yes. We 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 kind of late to the game on this stuff <laughs> for <dude>. sure. <laughs> like three yeah. years late yeah just like westworld season one we were yeah. pretty late on that um but yeah i recently started playing I, I i don't have a switch but i'm borrowing one from someone oh i thought you um, bought that no no i i, I don't oh <laughs> i was like yeah. first a coffee now i'm like jump <laughs> to the switch yeah you know just just throwing all my money out <laughs> but nah this, this is a it is a a kind um donation by a friend during mm-hmm. this time so i don't nice. know if it's smart because this is my last month of grad school but uh-huh. and then I, I i borrow like a new game system from someone <laughs> but it's fine maybe i mean we're quarantined i have some time mm-hmm. but uh yeah so i've just been playing that it's fun it's nice like i haven't really had a nintendo s- system in a while mm-hmm. and so i think there's like a almost like not not simplicity, but it's just like a joy, joyful kind yeah. of attitude. I feel like comes with Nintendo stuff mm-hmm. versus some of the other game systems and like the games that we play on those, like a little more serious, all that right. kind of stuff. It's like, oh, it's fun. You know, I can pick up, uh, be Zelda or be Link, you know, <laughs> run around, like uh, figure out some dungeons, some puzzles, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I, I've been enjoying you that. You can go fishing. You can cook. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Like if you're not just looking to um you know beat up a bunch of enemies there are a mm-hmm. lot of things you can do in that game yeah yep. i'm a fan yeah yeah i enjoy it it brings me back to when i used to play uh zelda on like super nintendo okay yeah, yeah. You're, you're dating yourself right now hey hey yeah that's all right <laughs> that's all right <laughs> okay cool man well it's good talking to you dill and uh we'll definitely have to uh do some more uh, theorizing speculating next mm-hmm. week when we get some more reveals from Westworld and yep. um, yeah man good luck with that Zelda game thanks you too thanks this is the pour over podcast follow us on Instagram at pour over underscore show to stay up to date with the pour over gang our artwork is by Daniel Liu find him on Instagram at here comes Daniel music is by Joshua Yin you can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic one word thanks for joining us and take care hey listen hey save us listen to the show follow (laughs) us on Instagram